So the two men will be going to Minneapolis. It'll be icy. How will they get around? What shoes will they wear on their little feet? What happened? They they updated it, and now when I call you, your face is in this like pulsing white donut. Uh, that's because I have moved to a new level of being, John, <laughs> and I am a pulsing white donut. <laughs> well, that explains it. Yeah. Um, at did, the next level of enlightenment, I'll be a maple bar. I should have known. I should have known because a, it's it's a it's a terrible carpenter who blames his tools. <laughs> Are you in a, you're you in a new location? Look at you. What is that? I am. I'm in Joe's office, about four feet to the right of where I usually sit. Well, you know, it's it sounds better. It sounds less like the corner of your kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's the other corner of the kitchen. It just has, it's like a, I'm in the breakfast nook. I'm in the Excellent. nook. The nook. Broadcasting from the nook. <laughs> KDVV, the nook. 104.5. <laughs> I, I just want you to know I'm never going to get sick of that voice. You can talk to me like that anytime. We're going to have a full hour. Power hour from the nook. <laughs> I got I to gotta request With escaped mental patient J. Robert Lennon. <laughs> I will become a maple bar. And zoo animal slash pastry Ed Skoog. <laughs> um, so I did a thing uh, in the interim since our last uh, episode. Yeah. Um, there's a new version of the of the Photos app for Macintosh computers, and so I installed mm -hmm. it. And still working um, on your Mac. You what's that? Still working on your Macintosh. I'm working on my Macintosh. Your classic two E. <laughs> No man, I was so jealous of everybody who had uh, who had Macs back in college. The two E's, yeah, yeah. And now I feel like I have my I have my very own Macintosh, and I'm going to call it that, no matter <laughs> no matter what people say. Um, no, uh, oh man, this is I had I had I had all these uh, bookmarks, and um, uh, and now I gotta I gotta re reopen them all because I had to reboot. What a pain. I got some I got I ate at some good restaurants. I'm going to talk about that later. But anyway, I've been oh, I'm using this photo app and it does this thing where um it will identify faces of people in mm. your and it will say is this is this person Eugene Lennon? And then you click yes it is or no it's not. Um and and then it learns what people look like, and it gets more. In theory, it gets more right. accurate as it goes along. And when you say it, you mean the NSA. Yeah, exactly. There are there are men. There are sweating men yeah. in cubicles yeah. who are uh, who are making these determinations. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, uh, lots of old photos of you have come up, oh. Jill and our our buddies. And mm -hmm. uh, the side effect of shifting my photo library over to this piece of software has been that uh, I'm looking I'm looking at lots of old photos in the process. So, and I, it occurs to me that um, I I want more pictures of the old days. I I would like it if you have some. I do have some. I have an, I have some nice pictures that were taken um, that I decided to take as kind of portraits of one night when we were all drinking at Al's at Alan Vicks. Uh, really? But everybody looks pretty good. Yeah, really, really, really. Yeah. Well, we were young mm -hmm. and pretty. We're young and pretty. Yeah. 
I want them. Uh, Will you, uh, what I would, if you want to make your friend John happy, I mean, you do just by, um, just by being. I like to helps to make an effort once in a while, though. You know, <laughs> I would love it if you would drag all those into a folder and zip it up and uh, Dropbox or email it to me so that I can put them in my photo library and then enjoy them. I I would like to also revisit them, yeah, and keep them, uh, put them, digitize them so that the. Uh, uh, you know the eventual inferno doesn't consume them for all all of time. Oh, so these have not been like uh, interneted. These have not been digitized. No, these are on paper, photographic paper. Still, you, you can send them to um, Scan Cafe, and they will uh, they'll scan. They'll them do a nice scan for them. Actually, really? in fact, I think I think that Scan Cafe is in Seattle. Um, so yeah, you like just walk it over to them. Yeah, well, you you pay a premium to have them done fairly quickly in the United States. Otherwise, they send them to India to to do. Um, wow. And I I had mine sent to India, and it, they did a superb job. It was great, and they sent them back quite promptly. But um, that's but, a great uh, service, but that's weird. It is kind of weird. Yeah, that's really weird. Well, I actually try explaining that to your grandparents. <laughs> I know, right. I talked to my grandmother last where, night. Where are I, you sending this photo album? I'm <laughs> sending it to India, Nana. Why, why ever would you do such a thing? Just hand it over. Is everything is everything else going to India too? My spoons? My decorative spoon? Must they also go to India? Must to India go my decorative plates, <laughs> my doily, everything else I hold dear, my memories of you, will they also end up along the Ganges? They're already in the cloud. Or as the or as the, the Irish would say, the Clyde. I, I have not gotten over my uh, 10-year-old crush on the Irish weather girl I saw on the BBC. Yeah. Talking about the Clydes. Yeah. Anyway, I want to see these photos um, of us, and I will send you the ones I have. I a lot of the ones I had scanned. I didn't used to take many pictures in those days, which is a shame, um, because now I, you know, I love those people. I would like to look at them. Uh, yeah. Well, one and, didn't take that many pictures. What pre digital. One did not take that many pictures pre digital. I think. Yeah. Even, was, even somebody who might have thought of themselves as as quite the shutterbug might have <laughs> yeah you know by today's standards shown a great deal of restraint i think you're right and it was weird to be the person with a camera at a party yeah uh but now everyone has a camera at a party yeah now it's all it's all it is it's all a big camera party yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it is isn't it <laughs> you'd be amazed at uh what my computer thought was ed skoog <laughs> some 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 rock features. Yep. Uh, the sh- contour sh- of a cloud. <laughs> some shadows in the woods. The uh, Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> at one point it was uh the, <laughs> at one point it correctly identified a photo that you were in, but instead <laughs> of putting the circle around your face, it put it around some like cans of beans in the background. <laughs> it was almost like it could sense that you were near, but it didn't it didn't know which yeah. thing you were. <laughs> it's, I like that very much. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I got a I got a good laugh out of it. 
um, even as yeah. even as it is creepy, it, it was also delightful. I was just thinking of the the last chapter, the last paragraphs of uh, the man who was Friday. Yeah, <laughs> you know where he uh, where the, the the figure that he's been chasing throughout the book um, Sunday. Yeah, uh, uh, starts explaining what as as he floats away into the clouds. You know, what did you think I I was? And then goes through a list. You know, I am I'm not those things i am this i'm that i am the can of beans <laughs> i you, i hope you noticed that i stole that for the end of of mailman oh sure i'm yeah. a blackberry pie it was, yeah. a, it was a pure ripoff oh yeah. um you can get the man who is thursday as a free uh, ebook on um gutenberg so i'll i'll put in a link to that if you haven't read the man who is thursday a nightmare yeah. by gk chesterton it's a big religious allegory crazy uh, spy and cop uh, novel. Yeah. I'm not that interested in the religious allegory part. No. I like, I think it's a great, I think it's a great spy novel that becomes uh, uh, silly. Yeah. 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 It's a silly book. Speaking of, I have another silly book to recommend actually. Well, it's not that silly, but um, it's a, uh, so there's this guy. The Bible. It's a little book I like to call the Bible. I want to talk to you about Jesus today. Um, there's a guy on Twitter uh, whose handle is Longwall26, who is um, a weird Twitter person, which is to say someone mm-hmm. who – I'm not going to explain weird Twitter on a podcast, but he's funny. Um, no. And his name is Jason Miller, though, in real life, and he has written a novel. Um, and it's called – hold on – uh, it's called Down, Don't Bother Me, and it is – oh, well, that's not it. My goodness. Amazon. I think it's a Maya Angelou novel. <laughs> oh, that's – it is similar to that uh, title, isn't it? Um, Down, Don't Bother Me, Slim in Little Egypt mystery, and it is a – it's a, the – the copy here says a, f- a wickedly funny gothic mystery series set in the withering landscape of southern Illinois uh, coal country known as Little Egypt that blends the wry humor of Kevin Wilson, the dark violence of Urban Waite, and the electric atmosphere of Greg Isles. I, I know I've read one of those writers. Yeah, I read um, Kevin Wilson. He's very funny. Oh, yeah? How do, oh, how, Kevin Wilson's really how good. Does, how does a writer get an electric atmosphere? How can I achieve this? Do, you, do I need to get an, an, another MFA? You just need two things. You need a toaster and a fork <laughs> and a spray bottle. <laughs> Three things. Yeah. <laughs> toaster, fork, spray bottle. <laughs> anyway, I'm about halfway through this book, and I think it's really good. It's, it's, it, I, I find it um, strangely delightful when a person I've gotten to know in another context mm-hmm. um, suddenly shows up in the literary world. And this happens from time to time, and it pr- proves to be uh, quite a good writer. Mm-hmm. And in Jason's case, um, as sort of uh, 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 Norish, um, you know, crime novels goes, he's terrific. There's there's hardly a um, hardly a bum note in it. Uh, so yeah. uh, very a very very fun, skillful uh, example of the genre, and I recommend it. I will take a look at it. Yeah, yeah. I picked up uh, about a uh, quarter of the way through uh, James Hanahem's new book, Delicious Foods. Oh, yeah. I saw you tweeting about that. And by the way, yeah. you're on Twitter. I am. 
I'm back on Twitter. Well, I realized that I was tending to not to be on Twitter, and I had uh, sort of without without conscious thought started using our Lunchbox podcasts <laughs> Twitter as my that. own personal Twitter. I noticed that, <laughs> and and I thought I would just be honest a little bit. It was it was too hard to break. I also, in a very limited form, gone back on Facebook mainly just to make the transition to Portland a lot easier as far as keeping in touch with. Um, uh, my Seattle pals, as we're yeah, sort of making the move. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm in a place of transition too. Though luckily I'm staying where I am, but a lot of my friends are moving away and uh, or um, moving away from the from the yeah. northeast. And I will either see uh, anywhere from somewhat less of them to none of them, and uh, kind of don't look forward to their absence yeah. from my day-to-day life. Yeah. Yeah. When's it, Until when's the it reunion sh- the reunion shows. Oh, yeah. Well, if I'm talking about the band, yeah, there's, there'll be a reunion tour in 10 years, no doubt. Uh, aren't you all playing Soldier Field? Uh, aren't you scheduled that out for 30 <laughs> no, years from now? We're playing Dead Soldier Field, at the, <laughs> okay. uh, which is like the, which is like a, never mind. It was going to be a joke about about it was trying to be a joke about nobody being in a bar and lots of empty beer bottles rolling around. Yeah, late, Dead late Soldier night. Field, Dead yeah. Soldier Field, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. Is the problem? Not not terribly funny, but I wanted you to work your way through it. <laughs> <laughs> joke therapy. So leave it behind us. Um, Twitter. Uh, oh, we. Yeah, you're moving. And yeah, Hanahan. I, I happen to Hanahan. be in, in, in Portland. Um, Wednesday, and I just I looked at uh, the listings and saw that he was reading at Powell's in like an hour, and so I I realized that uh, um, I could hand Oscar off to the other parent and uh, hustle down there and heard him read. I know James from uh, Breadloaf, a delightful fellow, mm-hmm. and I knew he was a good reader, and I was excited about the book, so went down, and there were um, in order to get to the readings at Powell's, the downtown Powell's. Um, a lot of the readings I've been to that were Powell's readings have been at the Hawthorne one lately, yeah. um, which I kind of prefer, even though I love the downtown. My Powell's, my, to- my experience of reading at Hawthorne was the um, that I was often drowned out by the espresso machine. Yeah, that's a that's the I hate I hate that. <laughs> it's like it's like being back at the uh, buttered toast society. Yeah, readings. <laughs> yeah you're right. At like Nutty Grinds or whatever it was called. <laughs> no, it was not called that. <laughs> it was called Nutty Grinds with a Z, no, wasn't it? No. <laughs> no. It wasn't. Okay. It was like the something 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 coffee company. The Hudson, the Halliday Hankerton Co- Coffee Company. Bo- roasters. The Pinkerton Agency. The Pinkerton Agency Coffee Company. <laughs> Nutty Grinds with a Z. Where are you getting that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Might as well have been called that. It didn't last. <laughs> no, it did not. It did not. <laughs> um, it was replaced with a noodle place. And now, actually, to get- actually, that space is something really good in Missoula now. And I can't remember what it is, but I got a really good burger there. So, it, uh, Is it if, a restaurant? If I couldn't want, place it in my... If you want a good burger... Just go to the place where the reading series used to be in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, Nutty Grinds. Nutty Grinds. Yeah. The old Nutty Grinds yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. 
Ask, anyway, so ask, uh, ask Karen Schaum, and she'll direct you over to it. Is she well again, by the way? Oh, I believe so. Sure. Good. Very good. Yeah, Rian showed me a no, picture of her on Facebook. She, she looked quite recovered, so I'm glad yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, uh, we're talking about delicious so, foods. Which, so, by the way, so, so jealous I, uh, of this cu- of this title. I'm so envious of this title. It's so good. Of course, it turns out to be like the name of a of a contemporary uh, slave farm. Yeah, that's what's that's what the yeah. It's a dark. It's it's a, a hilarious. I mean, he's he's a, so such a funny writer that he can't not be funny. But it is a dark book. Um. Uh, but to get to the readings, you have to you have, they have they've re rearranged things a little bit inside of Pals, I think, as far as where you have to go. But it's it's like Donkey Kong. You go in, you enter the you know the first floor. You're suddenly there, and then you have to jump over some flaming barrels, and you go up. <laughs> you know, like one. It's not a ladder, but it's a stairway, and then you have to shift over and like yeah, go up. Yeah. You kind of go to the other end of the store and go up another stairway, and then go to the other end of the store, and you're leveling up. To the Pearl Room, eventually. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, then you get there, like the reader takes your the reader takes your uh, takes the princess under his arm and goes up, you know, <laughs> under the roof and disappears. <laughs> Start all over again. Go back down to the first floor. <laughs> it was a good reading, and the book's yeah, it's a real, real, real treasure. Really strange book. Yeah, I Dark, like the sound of it. Kane has voice. Uh, Crack cocaine's a character um, with a surprisingly smooth style. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah I'm reading the de- the description, and it se- it sounds to me um, sort of like an American Rachel Cusk, like the kind of the kind of darkness of the rural uh, rural landscape with comedy and weird extreme characters. Yeah, you're not buying that. Well, I haven't re- I haven't read Ra- Rachel Cusk yet, despite your. Oh, all right. Uh, Regiments to do so. I've got and, such and a I, pile I, of nearly half such yeah. a pile of books that you recommended on my um, on my bureau that I haven't read. But this summer, yeah. Oh, I'm going to read so much, Ed. He said oh, again. Yeah, going to read so many books. It's going to be so much fun. I might read a book. Today is a, a, a lunchbox podcast listener Eric Henry's birthday. Oh, uh, Abilene Slim's uh, birthday. Yeah. I wish him a happy birthday. I know he, he'll he's be listening. A, he's also he was also guest on a lost episode of the podcast that I that <laughs> he was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That the te- that technically didn't work out on my end, but um, yeah. but a uh, happy birthday, Eric. Yeah, he has a a great idea. Uh, he has a million dollar idea. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Um, I don't know if we say it out loud. Suddenly, it's in the public domain, and somebody will scoop us. Oh, you mean we'll talk uh, about it in private next week when we see each other in Minneapolis? Is that what you're saying? We will see each other in Minneapolis in a, two weeks, I think, right? Damn I'm right, going to yeah. Kansas next week and then Minneapolis. Like a, I'll be there in a week and a half. Is it a week and a half that it is? Week it's Wednesday. already a blur. Yeah, it's a right, pre-blur. It's a pre-blur pre today. <laughs> um, here's Jill and I are having uh, a conflict. Uh-huh. Maybe you can help us solve. I love uh, hearing you f- about your conflicts. I can't wait. Marital conflict. Do yeah. you remember the song John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt? Oh, this might, this might be tune? this might be too this might be too serious for me to wade into if it's about if it's about that. Yes, I know it. His name is my name too. Yeah. Whenever we go out, right. 
People always shout. Well, that, that what happens. You you think it's people always shout. The people well, always it, shout. Is, there what goes. Is, what is it that they shout? There goes John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Well, then you're in Jill's camp. I am. Yeah. What do you think they shout? That's not the way. That's not the way I learned it. <laughs> How did you learn it? I mean, there goes John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt is a reasonable thing for people to say. Yeah. About such a remarkable individual, <laughs> when they see him. I learned it, and I, I don't know. I haven't done any research, so I, I don't know, and I don't care what the actual <laughs> origins of the song are. <laughs> oh, I just, I just assume like everything else that everything else, everything else about an old song that I don't understand usually turns out to be something race. <laughs> yeah, um, of course it does. Uh, I learned it the following way. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name too. And whenever we go out, the people always shout, give us John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Give us. Give us John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. See, that, that is a, that's a transformative it's lyric. It's a different song. It's a different story. And if you, if you cast yourself as a person of color in, in, the, in, the, in the era of lynchings from which that song probably comes, suddenly it's a horror song. Suddenly you're on the run from the, from the I renegade always felt that it was, it was murderous racists. Song. There, there, give us. We have been waiting for him. <laughs> there he is. Surrender him to us. And you are also him. Yeah, right? Yeah. I am he. Yeah, I uh, I I've I already found that song a little bit disturbing before I learned this variation yeah. from you because, um, the the narrator of the song, the singer never says I'm John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. He merely right. says his name is my name too. The implication being, of course, that it's him because who else is going to have that name? But there's this uh, there's this dissociative, uh, sort of subtle dissociative. Uh, vibe going yeah. on right like a curtain thrown over the original as in <laughs> jekyll and hyde right ah. not a, not a complete transformation but like a shimmer off to the side yeah. yeah 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 give us john jacob jingleheimer schmidt i prefer yours there's, there's something s sexual to it too right like we give us some more <laughs> john jacob jingleheimer schmidt <laughs> give us some more of that jingleheimer <laughs> Mm. Um, and a little bit of a little Joycean, I think. Do you? you know? Well, he's like he's everybody. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's like HCE and Finnegan's Wake or Finnegan. You know, he's this character that is distinct but also oneself. And it's uh, it's you circular. Know? The song is circular, like uh, like Finnegan. La 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 la. Yeah. Right, starts, which, starts is, sort of, which is the sound of like la 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 la. I'm trying to drown out some unpleasant thoughts. La 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 la. la, 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 la. listening. La, la, la. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll buy that. A sort of chant that one makes to to block out the thoughts, like in like he thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees a ghost in Stephen King's The Tommyknockers. <laughs> oh, that is long. Or maybe been, it's it. It could be it. You yeah, but it's not a good book. The Tommy Knockers is a solid piece of work. Tommy Knockers is a is a good book. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I am very pro Stephen King this week because of his uh, feud with the mayor of Maine or not the uh, governor of Maine. Do you hear uh, about this? No. 
Okay, so I'll I'm gonna I'll find a link to it. Um, Stephen King, governor. He so the governor is this uh, conservative. Okay, here it is. Um, Maine's Tea Party governor Paul LePage, and I'm reading this from the um, from Boing Boing, has doubled down on his lie that Stephen King left Maine to avoid paying income tax. King is a proud taxpayer who views, quote, taxes as a way of paying back the state that has given us so much. LePage's radio address included his plan to eliminate state income tax, in which he cited King. Remember who introduced the income tax here in Maine? Well, today, former Governor Ken Curtis lives in Florida, where there is zero income tax. Stephen King and Roxanne Quimby have moved away as well. King publicly- Stephen King has never left Maine? Well, I know he lives part of the year in Florida, but um, oh, okay. I assume he still lives there part of the year. I, I don't know. King publicly decried this, saying the governor was full of the stuff that makes grass grow green. That's Isn't that wonderfully Stephen King? And calling for an apology. And King has been just like baiting him mercilessly on the internet. Um, and uh, he said, he still full loves of Mars's me. bars. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's still- full of Mars's bars. What is that? Is that from the Diamond Ockers? Oh no, that's that's from the the guy who ran over him with his truck. He said that he was reaching back in the in the car to get his <laughs> Mars's bar away from his dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was run over by his, by a character of his own creation. <laughs> Mars's bar. I might have put this in. Um, I might have put this in a novel or story of mine. But Steve Murray once got into a car accident on the way to band practice back in Missoula. Um, huh. Because he was going around a corner in his car, and he had had balanced on the dashboard a large jar of of change, <laughs> and it began to slide away. And he leaned over to catch it, and not only did he not catch it, but he he crashed into another car. And I, it's you know, it was only years later I was thinking, why do you have a big jar of change on the dashboard of your car? Yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, Mars's bars. So yeah, Stephen King says of the governor, he still owes me an apology, but I don't expect to collect on that IOU. I repeat, he's not man enough to admit he made a mistake, best case scenario, or knowingly misrepresented the facts, worst case. Now, let's let this rest. He's a taxpayer, Stephen King. That's good. He's calling for a public apology. Yes, he is. And the governor is... is which is part of Eric Henry's secret um, million-dollar idea. Really? It has to do with public apologies. Really? That's a little teaser. Yeah. It, this is a way – This is, a, is this a million-dollar million idea f- like for us, for our podcast, or is it just for Eric? No, for, just for Eric. Okay. Now that I think of it, maybe it's just a million-idea idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to spawn more ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well good good job Stephen King. Yeah. La 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 la. <laughs> John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. It's he's like the Eucharist, you know. Give us we want to take John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt into our bodies so that we may also become like the narrator who has who has who has taken flesh of his flesh with John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> J, Jesus. Uh, keep going, John. Man. G- John Jesus Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> I suppose it's probably an anti-immigrant song, right? I mean, that's maybe it's 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 a 
I don't know, I suppose it sounds German, but maybe it's supposed to sound like uh, anti-Slovak or Lithuanian or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe hey, it's originally a German song. Gib- uh, I think it is. Just musically, it sounds like a German song. Jan, well, or maybe it's John Jacob. Can't you hear the oh, euphonium know. bass line? Yeah, it's a beer hall song. Yeah, that's a pretty good. What was that? A muted trumpet? I like that. That was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you want to know what Lisa wrote? You want to know what cornet? Oh, all right. Not a flug. Yeah. But a cornet. Do you want to know what Lisa Rutbelly is eating? Oh, I do. It sounds good. Asparagus yeah. with scrambled eggs, pepper jack, and parmesan wrapped in a tortilla every morning for two weeks now, she says. Nice. Nice. I like the tortilla. I like that it's wrapped. Yeah. Well, that's what they do. No. They're a containment device. Hey, um, I uh, ate some good food last week. You want to hear about it? I do. Let me get, let me get a cup of coffee. All right. <laughs> I apologize. That's unprofessional of me. That's all right. It's it was very quick. I might not even cut it out. Yeah, we'll see. I was I was giving a shout to uh, Carl Adamschick, who's here oh. on the couch. Wait, hasn't wasn't that? Or isn't he's, this... he's in town for um, for the April Festival's uh, small uh, small press book fair, which is oh. happening today at the Richard Hugo House. Ninety small press is from around the country gathering here in um, the Richard Hugo House. I saw a reference to it on Twitter, and I clicked through to the link, and I looked at the first uh, reading, which was yesterday, um, and saw two people I know giving this reading together who I don't think know each other until this reading, who are uh-huh. uh, Alyssa Washuda uh, and Hajara Quinn, who's one of our poetry graduate students, and a really good poet and a very sweet, wonderful person. And I so I tweeted at them, are you friends yet? And the answer was yes. <laughs> they had just become them. So Very good. Good to see, very good. Good to see the small town that is the literary world getting even yeah. smaller. Yeah. Uh, so are you participating in this event as well? Um, I am not. I am uh, my participation. Uh, it's uh, they're all good friends of mine who started this festival, and I have been some part of it. I think every year since it began. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, my contribution is that I'm taking over their newsletter next month as they all uh, nurse their hangovers. Um, <laughs> so I, that's my contribution. Is the summing up. Great. Are you are you going to re- are you going to repurpose the newsletter for some obscure artistic aim? I might. Uh, I'm halfway done with it. I've 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 covered the the basics where it has you know suggests a couple books, indicates a few readings coming up, but uh, uh, I think I will add to it. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, I I encourage the addition of a something corner. Don't know what, yeah. but <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, maybe uh, some cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, conservative I, uh, cartoons. Uh, I I have not. I I I still want to. I still want to run those. I ran one of them, 
And then mm-hmm. Reen and I just got involved in other things, and then we started yeah. Okie Panky, and we haven't updated the uh, Hibbert's Corner newsletter. But I want to. I want to now that spring is coming. I got an idea for a good post for the Hibbert's Corner newsletter. So I think I'm going to revive it. By and the way, taking a year or two off of the Hibbert County newsletter is an excellent imitation, a continuation of the parody of such a newsletter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which, I is, just... <laughs> which is always infrequent. I'm, I'm usually very. To. I'm usually very uptight about things like this. Like if I <laughs> have a new thing and I announce it, I say I'm doing a thing now. Whether it's I'm writing something or doing a musical project, I just sort of want – I have in my head that it has to go on consistently for eternity. And yeah. that's very silly. And I like the idea of having this thing that uh, is just kind of sitting there. No one's paying attention yeah. to it. But every now and then, it's going gonna, it's gonna to clank back into, into action. Like my well, favorite, to, my favorite blog, you Waffle Town. More, you, you had to go get some more ink for the mimeograph machine. Yeah, and then, right. you know, it's on the to-do list. Someone probably had IBS or something and just, mm-hmm. you know, or had some other problem that kept them away from the newsletter. But, um, but you know, it, it should come back. Waffle Town? Oh, yeah, Waffle Town. Uh, I've told you about Waffle Town. I think I've talked about it on this uh, podcast. But um, uh, it's at uh, – here, I'll send you the link. It is this blog – um, it was out of commission for, let's see, the, it, it seemed to stop on October 27th, 2008, and then suddenly, 17 July, 2014, it's back. And what it is, is a series of, uh, hold on, I want to send you a, uh, send you a link. Oh, here I here it is again. A brand new. No. Oh, jeez. Here, let me find that. There we go. Here's Waffle Town. It's waffletown.blogspot.com. And thank you for the link. We'll talk about this a little later. But uh, Waffle Town is like a. It's a. It's this is where we got the idea for. Hibbert's oh, I see. Corner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah. So so seven years go by, and this person, M. Saflo, posts nothing. And then in 2014, Reconquest of Paradise. Pardon me. I was not in the home for mentally ill. And uh, he's been posting, or she, has been posting pretty consistently ever since then. Um, not mm. frequently, but consistently. And uh, there was a post yesterday, Red Mailboxes to Go. It says, after years of campaigning by concerned citizens, red mailboxes will soon be illegal in Waffle Town. Homeowners have until June 1st to remove or repaint their red mailboxes or else face a fine and possible jail time. Mail will still be delivered to homes with red mailboxes until that date, but only reluctantly. <laughs> yeah. Yum, yum. Today's, today at county jail will be serving rat soup for lunch and burnt toast for dinner. Don't like it? Tough. This message brought to you by the Sheriff's Department. (laughs) 17th of February. Yep, here's one from uh, January. Indexing. We're trying to find files for 71 and 22B. Thanks. (laughs) And it signs staff. Pretty good, yeah. Um, But uh, I did send you a link to 
the uh, that I ate. But we're trying to talk about you, John. You said That's that right. you the, the beginning. You've been trying for the beginning for thirty five minutes <laughs> to talk about some excellent food that you had. No, I was going to wait like for to hear about it. I wanted to. I was going to wait for the halfway point to talk about food. I ate at two really great restaurants uh, last week in New York City. Um. And I want to share them with uh, the listeners. I had I was in town f- uh, for uh, for work purposes, and uh, these work purposes brought me into contact with some people of means who brought me to a restaurant I would not ordinarily eat at because it costs a lot of money. But it's called Carbone, and uh, mm-hmm. it is uh, the brainchild of their son, who's a restaurateur, and. Uh, it's like a it's like a fantasy version of a 1960s mob Italian restaurant. Uh all the decor is period appropriate. Uh the there's a constant soundtrack of music from that era and the waiters are all Italian guys wearing vintage suits, strategically threadbare suits, and all the food is like uh your Italian grandmother's food except done in a super gourmet way. Not not a massively original idea necessarily uh, but but not uh, a spaghetti and meatball sort of no no um well yeah. you, you can look at the menus but um i had i had a lot of i had a lot of stuff um i had some baked clams uh which they come in three varieties with different types of bread crummy seasonings baked on top of them really really nice. uh delicious uh i had some uh spicy tortellini I think tortellini al ragu and uh got some fish i believe there was lobster fra diavolo had a little mm. of that um i was given a um an extraordinarily delicious steak i was, I was mm. asked to share a lot of things that i didn't order they were put in uh-huh. front of me i felt that my uh the people who had invited me as their guest were enjoying watching me eat a lot of food. <laughs> and yeah. so I obliged them by eating a lot of food. Uh, and then even though I did not want dessert, they ordered three desserts, <laughs> yeah. figuring that I would just be given one and they would have the other two. But they were, it turns out they were all for me. So I, I what ate were the a little desserts? bit of each. Uh, one of them was, let's see. Where are the desserts? Hold on. There's probably a separate dessert menu here. No, actually, I can't a cannoli, find it. A tiramisu? No, it was there was a tiramisu, and there was some kind of um, there was some kind of cheesecake, oh. and another thing. I can't remember what the other thing is. At this point, I was just going into shock. Um, yeah, all this food. So the food is re- it's 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 really pricey. Like the antipasti are around twenty five bucks. Look, the entrees are around fifty. Uh, I did not have coffee at the end. Um, because I, I uh, and then I went out for drinks with a friend. That it was it was a, a night of much imbibing and, and wine? devouring. Yeah, with wine. Dinner? There was red and yeah. white. And when I got there, they I was offered a cocktail um, by the yeah. by the Italian waiter who made it clear that I was going to have a goddamn cocktail because that's yeah. what that was what I was going to yeah. do. And so I had a martini. Right. Uh, yeah. I had a vodka martini, dirty vodka martini that was really good, really cold. Yeah, so if you uh, want to splurge... So that's Carbone? A, Carbone. Carbone. Carbone New York is the website, and if you want to splurge on a sort of special night with your sweetie in New York City, this is a good place to do it. And the other place is... Um, so 
I've talked about my friend Laurel on the podcast before. She moved to New York last year and has, likes to plan fun things to do. So whenever I go to the city, I plan on spending a day with her. And uh, she usually has great restaurant ideas and tourist attractions and things. And she took me to Russ and Daughters, um, which is a longstanding bakery downtown. Uh, and they opened a cafe a while ago. I don't know how long ago, but... Um, uh, 179 East Houston is the bakery, and then the cafe is, I don't know where the hell it is. Anyway, it is um, so good. Hold on, I'll find the, the cafe website. I, I went to the wrong place because it's a little unclear what the difference is. They're quite close to each other in New York. Okay, the cafe is at 127 Orchard Street. Um, and there was kind of a long wait, but uh, once we got seated, the... Um, the uh, uh, decor is very 30s and 40s. There's subway tile on the walls, and um, there's very much a kind of you know soda fountain feel to the. There's a bar where which is like a soda fountain, and uh, or you can be seated at a table, and they've got uh, smoked fish and baked goods, and I had a cucumber soda. Um, and uh, the I'll get the menu out here. And the staff are wearing the waitresses are wearing uh, lab coats, white lab coats, nice, colorful nice. neckties, <clears throat> and colorful Nothing shirts. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But uh, and uh, most of them were wearing footwear. leggings. They did. Ha I didn't. Oh, nice. I didn't yeah, check out the right. foot lab footwear. coats and leggings. Lab coats and that leggings. Should the, that should be the name of the place. And neckties. <laughs> it was. It was. It was very fetching. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what did I have? I had the sturgeon eggs and onions with toasted pumpernickel, and I recommend sturgeon that. eggs and onions. Yeah, sturgeon comma eggs and onions or sturgeon yeah. eggs? No, sturgeon comma eggs and onions. Oh, are sturgeon not eggs? What is onions. that? Is that caviar? caviar. Yeah, no, yeah. not not caviar. Yeah. Oh, and I also had some. I had some blintzes, uh, as well, which were great. That sounds great. Those are both. Those both sound great. Yeah. I am jealous of your culinary adventures in New York City. Well, you know, one of these days we'll, we'll share some. I know. I've, I've, I, uh, I don't get there often enough these days. No, I've had a lucky year in terms of, of New Yorkiness because of our magazine and because of work. I've had lots of opportunities to go down mm -hmm. there. And I always jump yeah. those opportunities. You should. Yeah. 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 Um. I had some hotcakes the other day. Yeah, you sent me a link here. Um, what do you want to tell me about the original hotcake house? I'll tell you. Is this, is, is this where they were invented? Is this where they're from? No, I don't think the hotcake was invented there, nor right. the sales strategy of hotcakes and their, their famously quick-selling quick uh, capabilities. Yeah. Uh, well, we, had, uh, we tried to go to the zoo. It was, it was with Oscar and my in-laws, yeah. Jill's parents. Uh, but it was spring break in Portland, and it was a nice day. And as we get up to the zoo, and they say, you have to go to the auxiliary lot of the zoo, which is the parking lot of the Church of the Nazarene, about two miles away from the zoo, <laughs> oh and God. where there was a shuttle. And we saw the shuttle, and the shuttle was fairly small. And the line, there were probably 300 people in line to take the small shuttle to the zoo, and we realized that our, our idea of like a quick couple hours at the zoo was going to turn into an all-day nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and so we changed course and went to the Rose Garden for a little while. 
Uh, I where like the, the roses rose were not blooming, but it was still very nice. <laughs> yeah. Oscar played in a fountain and uh, a little playground time, and then we uh, went to the original uh, Hotcake House on, uh, I think, Powell. Um, at the other end, I'm trying. I'm trying out my Portland language. Uh, you sound pretty, I don't really. I don't really know my way around. It's pretty convincing uh, so far. On the east side of the Ross Island Bridge. Okay. Might, okay. Might, I might have gotten all of those or half of those terms <laughs> right. It might have been on Ross Island. We may have been under a bridge. Uh, but it, the place <laughs> looks really dingy. The hot cake house <laughs> looks closed. It looks long shuttered. It's on a corner. It's, it hasn't been painted in a long time. It looks small. It actually has quite a bit of seating. It looks like it closed in the 80s. Um, but there's a nice old-timey sign outside um, and, uh, that was lit up, and it said open. And you could see through the dirty windows that there were some people in there um, or some old mannequins that had fallen at odd <laughs> angles that made them surprisingly more lifelike in their collapse. <clears throat> um, and we go in, and there's lots of instructions on what to do, um, which I think are it's because it's open 24 hours. Yeah. I think the instructions are really for, like, People who have been drinking, you know, college students who have been drinking and are coming in for their four in the morning, um, you know, coming down off DMT, uh, uh, you know, comfort hotcakes or something. Yeah, you need to, you need to, re- uh, you don't remember how a restaurant works. You need to be instructed. There's a complicated apparatus one. once you yeah. get in there. It's like, go, go over here, order here, <laughs> order this, then go over here. And so, but because it was midday and it wasn't, it wasn't that crowded, um, they said, oh, just come over here. But come up close, the, the servants, the servettes is right, uh, uh, right in front of you. So you're watching everything be, being made. The menu is above you, and it's slanted outward. And you're standing, you have, you're forced to stand too close to be able to read an enormous menu. <laughs> yeah. Which even though it says hotcakes, and the hotcakes are the thing to order, there's still, you know, a hundred other things you could have. And it was uh, bewildering for for just you know seventy something year old parents who had never been there, although they'd heard about it <laughs> for a long time. Um, some guys from Jill's dad's office go there for lunch, and so he was willing, wanted to try it. Yeah. And uh, um, had Oscar with us, and we had uh, some hot cakes. And uh, uh, Jill's mother had uh, biscuits and gravy to be, as you would think, at a place that really is for serving drunks. Yeah. So bring up food, an enormous plate of biscuits and gravy um, <laughs> that I think she ate a half of one. Um, but the hotcakes were really good. And I, it was not- it's notable it. as, a, as a kind of dive that turned out to be open and that we didn't uh, get any illnesses from. Uh, turned out to be really very nice hotcakes. Nice pancakes. I wanted to, Big I w- kind of... Not quite done, but the batter, you know, a little bit like cake batter pancakes. You mean like just done enough? Just done enough. Just done enough, but still okay. a little, um, a, still felt a little bit like licking the bowl. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, a couple things I want to say here. Great sign. Great the hot sign. cake house sign is spectacular. Yeah. Uh, number yeah, two. It breaks hot cake in two words. 
there's an there's a there's a uh, innocence to the te- to the copy here on the website. Um, uh, this little riff about omelets. Our meat omelets each have a full side of meat in every omelet. Of course, if it's in, then it's not a side. But okay, they are one of our top selling items. We consistently sell over three hundred omelets on the weekends. They're that good. And then there are four photos of omelets. And then it says. Maybe you're looking for big portions of food with reasonable prices. <laughs> it doesn't tell you what the consequences of that desire are. It just sort of puts that yeah. out there. But then yeah. there's a section that says, how about that bacon? And then there's a strange graphic of a piece of bacon, and then the word bacon in kind of a puffy Dunkin' Donutsy y typeface. And then there is a big brown heart with X's for eyes, and a smile with its tongue sticking out. And then underneath that, it says, we get so many compliments on our bacon, we want to give it the attention it deserves on our new website. This means it will have its own dedicated page soon. Yeah, Yeah. soon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This cartoon figure died of bacon. We're going to give it its own They're pre-announcing the bacon page, but they haven't put it up yet. They haven't figured out how to make a second page. (laughs) And the WordPress hasn't. (laughs) AOL account doesn't allow two pages. What if you just go, there's no link, but what if you just go slash bacon? No. There's no such page at hotcakehouse.com. No, it's not porn. Ed. Eddie. I didn't know. You took the gamble. You just got all you got all riled up thinking about those mannequins. I did, I did. I was thinking. I, I so I finally watched Winter in the Blood the other night. Oh, I haven't. Is it any it, good? It's now on. It's on Hulu or yeah. Hulu Plus. Um, and uh, there's uh, lots of shots of of a mannequin falling in a store window, which I don't yeah. remember if that's in the book or not. Lots of shots. It, 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 uh, the the seeing of uh, of a mannequin occasions a flashback, and so we return to it. Uh, we see it uh, as it as it had been, and as it is. Okay. Um, and I have to say that that I'd heard, I'd heard from. I hadn't heard great things about it. Right. You know, uh, from people who are predisposed to like it. Um. And uh, but I hadn't seen it. I hadn't been able to go to any of the showings in Missoula, and I missed it when it showed yeah. here in Seattle. And this Seattle. is the, the Smith Brothers. Uh, this project? is uh, yeah, the Smith Brothers, um, the twin sons of uh, Onik and, and David Smith, who were uh, you know good friends of of uh, the author Jim Welch, and mm-hmm. very personally invested, um, as was I think the whole community in it. And they've made some good movies. They made a good movie. The Slaughter Rules, a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I would I would have to say that Winter in the Blood's a good movie. Yeah, good. That's good. But it's it's a. Uh, I can see why people would were maybe disappointed from their expectations from the novel and the possibilities of it. Um, it because it's not. Uh, it 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 feels a little bit like an elaborately staged reading of the novel. Oh, Partly really? because there is a lot of um, uh, the word's not oversound. The word is voiceover. There's a lot of oversound. <laughs> There's a lot of voiceover. Um, 
which no one likes in a no. movie-going experience. But as, as an elaborately staged reading with beautiful photography of a great novel, a great weird sort of poetic novel, um, I think it's as good as it could have been. Okay, good. Um, and it, it, it reminds me, it makes me think even more highly of the novel to see it, it is unfilmable. I mean, it is, it, can't, it is not a thing that can be turned into a, a feature film in any conventional sense because it's not a conventional novel. No, it's, it's excellence is rhetorical. It, it carries over the, the, the real poetic thinking and of, of the novel in, in a beautiful way um, that compared to a, one's normal movie expectations seems stilted. But I was thinking of, of uh, the, the movie about the dead, John Huston's mm-hmm. uh, film of the dead, the, the James Joyce story, and it's sort of the same way. Yeah. You know, you have to, I think you have to, to like the movie, you have to know the story well and, and, and appreciate how it is sort of performing a, a, a nice reading of, of, of a weird text. Yeah. That caring, giving it, giving it the respect and distance to not, not try to turn it into something that it's, that, that it wasn't. I feel like the Jesus's son movie is, is like that. Yeah. That all by itself, it's not a great movie, but it is actually, I'm glad it exists. It's a charming companion to a great book that succeeds in a way that's unconventional and very difficult to parse. Like, I, you know, we were all trying to, um, we were all trying to copy it in graduate school, um, which is, which was foolish because it's, what we really wanted was to, to tap into the, part of ourselves that would make something as strange and really and unique really as that book. Um, and of course, most of us don't have something like that in ourselves, but we're hoping we had something akin to it, you know? Um, but you can't really make a, you can't make a movie out of that that feels like a movie on its own terms. And maybe that's the case here too. How's the actor who plays uh, the, who plays the uh, protagonist? Uh, he's, he's, he's good. I don't he's think good. I've ever heard of him before. And he, and um no, He's a little too handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in a I mean, movie. He's got to be handsome. I know. Yeah, but my, my 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 image of the character is that he's really like really messed up. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. He's really kind of you know, um, uh, just been really disoriented by drink and sorrow, and like that visibly he would be not distinctive. You know. Right. And he's a handsome handsome young man. Oh, I like that uh, David Morris. Handsome young man making sad faces. Yeah. David Morris is the um, the airplane man. <laughs> he's really good at it. And yeah. I think of the airplane man as being really fat. I think he's described really? as fat. Or I can picture kind of a Hemingway, like big white, a cartoon of a big white hunter. Yeah. Right. Um, but David Morris is good. He's menacing. It's, it's, it does, it's, 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 it's surreal. And then you can see in the corner of the, of the bar, the mint of the, the, the bar and diner, um, uh, uh, Bill Kittredge and Onyx Smith uh, as extras. Ah, oh, good. Very inside, good. Which is nice. That's very good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. This guy, uh, Chask or Chasky Spencer. No, he's, he's he's very handsome. This is, that's no good. But I'm glad he's a good actor. Yeah. Um, no, it's a movie. You gotta, you gotta look. You need some eye candy. They got the music wrong. Oh, is it, does it take place in the 60s and 70s or does it take place in the present day? Or does it take place in 1800? Or does it play, take no, place it's, in 2350? It's, 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 it's 60s and 70s without being retro. Um, I, I guess. 
it hardly matters. Yeah. You know, because it's mostly, you know, it's, <clears throat> you know, it's it's a it's a Montana that's still there. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's easy to film because I mean these these bars and and uh, you know stores and de- dusty downtowns and f- fields and trailers are all still there. You know? Sure, sure. I remember Unchanged. going to reservation towns in the nineties, and it, it yeah. they're feeling sort of frozen in time. Browning, yeah, yeah. Browning. You know, it's, this of is like Brown, this is you know Browning and Haver and is it filmed in those uh, places? Yeah. Yeah, good. Very good. Yeah. Oh, for that reason alone, as a former Montanan and lover of the... It'll make you miss Montana. Yeah, it's nice yeah. Nice photography of, of Montana. It's like a Bill Allard photography level. It's nice. But uh, so I, I recommend it. I, I recommend for, you know, watching it for free on Hulu. It's better than watching anything else. Um, and I All wish right. I'd seen it in the theater, maybe. I, I didn't, it didn't get the... Didn't get... Uh, didn't really find its audience. Maybe it will over time. Some movies uh, do. Yeah. Well, I could be wrong. It could be pretty bad. I mean, it's it's pretty slow. I mean, oh, it's, but I guess, Ian and I will watch it. We if you just watch, if you just stumbled into the theater and didn't have any context for it, which is, and that's the uh, that's the real audience is not you know people who have the ten thousand people who've read the book. You know, it's it's people who haven't. Um, it might seem comically odd well you know it's you got to make you got to make your choice it's like the it's like the drunks stumbling into hotcake house the original hotcake house do you want them do you want to just depend on them to figure out how a restaurant works or are you going no, to tell them in? you're going to tell them left, order here select your food yeah. yeah but winter in the blood is not that kind of hotcake house no you're just going to going to show up you're going to live in it and if you don't like it that's fine but, complicated. Uh, yeah, you may search forever for that hotcake and not get it. You, you may, you may. The hotcake <laughs> meant a lot to your father. Or you, or you might say, "Oh, this is where those very popular omelets I've heard about yeah. are, are made and, they and say, sold." They say you ate those omelets three days ago. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> What's my name again? Yeah. John Jacob. Jingleheimer Give us Schmidt. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> never, never met him. Never heard of the guy. Sorry, can't help you. All right. So next week we're gonna. I guess we'll do one more before we. I'm going to Kansas Wednesday. I'll be in Kansas through Easter. So we're we're gonna have to wait. We could until... do. A, we could if we want to do a pre pre op. Um, we'd have to do it uh, pre AWP pre op. Okay. I want to do a pre-op. Uh, we would have to be on Tuesday. Oh, I'm leaving Wednesday. No, I got to. I got to work all day. Got to work. Yeah. So, are we going to try to do one at AWP? Well, if, if we if if you, are you bringing the the technical? Uh, I'll try. We'll see. What did we do last time? What did we do in Seattle? We had a little device. I guess I, yeah. I now I've got one of those. Uh, this is boring for people to listen to. Let's talk. Oh, about it's this exciting! Right no, it's oh, it's, it's terribly ex- exciting. It, it, what, what will they do? <laughs> what plans will they hatch? <laughs> Tell us more about mm. your equipment. What will they do? <laughs> so the two men will be going to Minneapolis. It'll be icy. How will they get around? What shoes will they wear on their 
little feet as they go around the city. When they talk, will they be recording their talking? Or will their talking go unrecorded? What will they do? All right, so if we're not going to have one before AWP, we should... uh, I haven't sent out an email to our mailing list list yet because I've been um, lazy, but uh, we're going to meet at the Chatterbox pub uh, in Minneapolis. And this is for for readers of and contributors to Okie Panky, but also I would say uh, Lunchbox podcast listeners. Yeah. Um, so this is the, the the Midtown Minneapolis location. Um, I am. I'm going to say we're going to meet there Thursday. April the, the what? April the um, 9th. We're going to meet there April the 9th, Thursday, from 4 to 6. It's going to be sort of a happy hour thing. And I'm picking those weird hours because I am doing a... It's not that weird. I'm doing a um, a book review panel. and off. I'm only doing off-site panels this year mm-hmm. um, because they're cooler than on-site panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is going to be a, a book reviewing uh, with Christian Lorenzen and Leslie Jameson and a couple other people. And uh, that's three to four. And then the, well, the Okie Panky meet up. And then after that, there's something. Uh, Grey Wolf maybe having a thing? There's some things. There's always some things going on. Maybe Bat City? Somebody. Yeah, there's Bat things. City? Bat City might Bat be. Bat City. Bat City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, uh, but I will send out an email, and I'll put it on the internet. Anyone who would like to meet uh, the editors of Okie Panky or to uh, meet each other, other contributors to Okie Panky or re- other readers of Okie Panky should mm-hmm. uh, come to the Chatterbox on uh, 2229 East 35th Street. Even uh, the Okie Panky curious are welcome. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and who does not fit in that Who's category? not open to a little bit of Okie Panky? Just a, just a touch. Just mm-hmm. a touch Okie Panky. Yeah. Just a T of the OP. All right. Well, you want to wrap? No, no, no. Let's wrap wrap it up, I mean. Let's wrap. Um trying to think if there's anything other anything else critical to report. Got some people from Missoula in here for a couple of days. Yeah. So they and they're mainly here to eat. So we went to the <laughs> palace kitchen last night. Yeah. Probably good. gonna do some good eating over the next few days. Who are the Missoulians? Elizabeth and Brian. And a little kid, and Elizabeth's little kid, Murray. Well, that just sounds so sweet. Yeah. Who are tired of the food in Missoula because they've yeah. already they've eaten it all. They've eaten every sandwich. Every goddamn of, eaten, sandwich. Every sandwich of that sandwich, the city of sandwich misery has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, enjoy your guests. Um, I am about to go on. Um, I'm on spring break this week, uh, so my little writing group that often meets in coffee shops, we're going, we're taking to the road. We're going, going to, to go, we're going to go write in coffee shops in nearby towns. That's the big innovation. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. What towns? Uh, Trumansburg uh, tomorrow, mm-hmm. and then Tuesday I think Aurora. Ooh, home of Wells College. Home of Wells College. Are you welcome in Aurora, New York? I I uh, you have to wear a, gra- a Groucho glasses and a. Ma- my schnoz? my experiments you have to schnoz your way into Aurora. <laughs> my experiments in revealing who I was. At first, I thought no one would remember 
and that it would be everyone would be uh, just nonplussed at the announcement that I was a guy who wrote a book, et cetera, et cetera. But I was wrong about that. People do remember and uh, seem to be split about evenly about whether or not I'm a villain or a hero. So um, I, I'm hoping that's faded by now. But mm-hmm. if the uh, but if if the uh, TV series based on the book takes off, uh, then it'll probably all start up again. I'm looking yeah. forward to that possibility. Well, John, you're a hero in my book. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Are you hungry for lunch? 